0: Everybody, well, we're excited to be back. Welcome to episode eight of Finding Our Tribe presents Jedi in the Classroom with Jamie Helsey, Fabian Hoffman, and I am Scott Kazarian. We're really excited to jump back in. We're going to complete our conversation on side quests because Fabian felt very left out from our last podcast, right. and uh, we're going to talk about Easter eggs, kind of how to get students into the game if they didn't start right away and want to jump in. But first, we are going to start with another show and tell. Can I go first? I'm very excited. Yes, please. Okay, oh so. My God. I have a 3D printer in my classroom. One of the cards... That really? You, can, you never mentioned I know, weird. What? And one of the cards you can purchase in my game when you earn enough credits is a 3D print. And so one of my students nice. came up to me who earned it. And this is, we only have one more week of school left at the point of this recording. And um, he said, can I print a dark saber? And I was like, <gasps> what, what do you mean a dark saber? Because he didn't strike me as a Star Wars kid. He goes, you know, like from Star Wars, like a dark saber. I said, yeah, you got to find the link. And then just send it to me. And he did. And this is it. And it turned out really, really good. good. Like if you just look at the way we, it got printed. And what's really fun about it, I glued these two pieces together. But it's multiple yeah. pieces that you can like disassemble and reassemble if you want. So wow, that's awesome. I know. it's oh, There's a bottom piece I'm missing. It's somewhere. I don't know where it is. But there's a bottom piece that goes in here too. But oh man, this thing... Turned out really good. And I was thinking, do I have to give it to him, or can no, I just keep that? <laughs> keep it. So, uh, worked really hard on the file, and very excited to kind of put it up in my classroom once it's, uh, once I've already given it to him, and then made myself one because it's awesome. That's
1: cool. I they don't... just they just released the dark saber as a legacy lightsaber in Disneyland yeah. or Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So you can buy it just like the others, like Luke Skywalker's oh. lightsaber and stuff. You can actually buy a dark saber.
0: I have so to admit I didn't really cool. know the design of a Darksaber until I had to 3D print one, but man, it's really fun. My own kids at home are like, Dad, come on, just keep it. I'm like, no, my student ordered it.
1: What you also can print it. I know. Again. I it's said after like... school one
0: more week and then we'll have the three D printer. You can print whatever you want. Just leave me alone. <laughs> so awesome. anyway, that's my show Very and tell cool. the Darksaber. Come on, Star Very Wars cool. fans out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's this cool. you just earned your Star Wars. Thank fruit. you.
0: I don't contribute much, but again, sarcasm no, and that's now true. a Darksaber.
1: <laughs> yeah okay who's next (laughs) i'll I'll go next i don't know because that because last time last time jamie okay let's keep track so yeah uh so let me show you this again boom so i have a little r2 unit that maybe you saw last time in the background Mm -hmm. um he's currently hooked up so that when you touch him he makes noises. Yeah. But it's a it's a Sphero R two D two that you might find still on on Amazon, um, and it's cool because you can drive him around and you can um, like you you can like let him drive around on his own, and he explores your classroom for example. You can and he makes noises because there's a speaker inside the R two unit, and he is just a joy to play with, and as I mentioned last time, I included him in an assignment. Um, so, uh, he is like all over the place every, every time in my classroom when I pull him out, he's there. And That's he's my so little cool. buddy. Does he have yeah. like an ability to, I think you
0: kind of said like auto move where he just kind of cruises?
1: Yeah, he can. So there's a, an explore function, ah, yes. um, where he just roams around the classroom and explores and you get like a bunch of stats in the app. <laughs> um, and it shows you like how, how hot he is at this point in time and how much, how many like meters he already drove around. And it's just fun. It's like a little, like a little buddy. You have like a little pet
0: in your classroom and it's R2D. Exactly.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. So that's, that's, that's my cool. show and tell this stuff.
0: All right, Jamie, what do you got?
2: Hey, there's this book that we keep mentioning in the podcast. So I thought I would show. What? This is one that Scott should read. Oh. Um, it seems oh yeah.
0: familiar for some
1: reason. It's
2: called Explore Like a Pirate oh, by
1: yeah. Michael oh, yeah. Matera. Yep. Yeah. It's a pretty big book. This is the
2: book. Bible of gamification. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then the companion as some would call
2: it. piece by yeah. John Meehan, Adrenaline mm. Rush, yeah. are like the twin powers of gamification. So yeah. I highly recommend both of these books. And these guys are unbelievably creative and
0: sign up on emc2 because yeah. well, i'm, I'm curious what sort of commission do you get from this moment right here in our podcast
2: <laughs> just you know what just the guru like being really happy so
1: <laughs> that's all we happiness? do we try to please wow. our gurus yeah. you got ripped off on um, that one, but they're also just so generous with their time and with everything they share and it's they're just uh, mr matera has foster this community XP Lab, which comes from the title of the book mr uh kazarian xplap i got it xplap yeah explore like a parrot and it's just this it's created this enormous uh, enormously joyous community and uh he cannot get enough praise in my opinion
0: yeah i'm a beneficiary for sure
1: you are yep Yep. awesome
0: all right everybody well let's jump in fabian uh you were telling us in between podcasts that you were so sad that you had been left out, yes. and you didn't feel like you were yes. really part of the team anymore,
1: which was kind of what we were there was going like, for. But we... <laughs> there was one single tear yeah. running down. You could see it, it glistened. So last time on the that
0: podcast, if you yep. uh, remember, Tribe, we were talking about side quests. Jamie talked about her side quest, uh, the reading challenge, and the choose your own adventure. And now Fabian going to share, and then we're going to talk about how to like engage students that maybe didn't start out right away. Uh, with yep. the game, but then want to. So let's let's start with Fabian, because he needs to be heard. Go ahead, buddy.
1: I need to be heard. Absolutely. Yeah, so side quests. So my side quests, um, I, I wanted to give just a few examples uh, of side quests so that our listeners could um, maybe get some inspiration from that. Um, I think the ones that Jamie mentioned are awesome, and I'm going to steal at least one of them. Yeah. Um, but the, the ones that I have and that I use, so just in general, my side quests are always worth way more than the assignments in class, um, Scott. Yeah. Sounds like that for (laughs) Jamie, too, both of you. Yeah. 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 And um, so I try to give my students an opportunity to do things that they could not necessarily do in my classroom. So if they are really good artists, um, I might not have an assignment for them where they could show off their drawing skills or their lego building skills or whatever so i try to include those in my side quests and the very first side quest that i always put in there is create your own avatar which they can either go on the internet and find like an avatar creator or i use the um the funko pop uh thing that um uh, quinn roland's put out in his book play like a pirate um and i'll I'll put the link in in the show notes and it's essentially just an empty pdf of like the shape of a funko pop and then the students can just draw in it and it they can create like their own backstory for their uh, avatar and who they are in the game and then they could upload that as a as an avatar in the game yeah Um, i used that
0: last year because you you had that and it was fantastic
1: it's awesome, okay. and they um, when they turn it in, I put them up in the classroom, which kind of motivates the other kids to be like, Oh, what is this, and uh, can I do that too? And there's some really good ones. I still have some pictures of those. Um, they even created like a
0: backstory to their character and stuff, right? Exactly, yeah. Cool. yeah. You yeah. know
2: what, a suggestion too, I also use that as a, um, actually it's an assignment at the beginning of the year. After they played the game for a while and have gotten in, into it and have learned more about the game, it's fun to redo that one um, because mm-hmm. they'll add more details based on like what their character is. Oh
1: yeah, that's okay. awesome. great mm-hmm. idea. That's cool. Um, yeah, and then so I have that one. Then another one I like to use is like have them build a Lego model, for example, um, tied to what we're doing in, in our content that we're talking about. So I always try to keep the side quests linked to the content that we have, except for like one or two that are just general for the game. But um, yeah, so Legos, then another one, they could do like an animation, they could make like a stop motion film. Um, One that I found that I hope somebody is going to do is to create blackout poetry. I really love blackout poetry. Um, For those of you who don't know what that is, it's essentially uh, students take a page from a book, they choose a few words from there and they they, uh, make a little box around the word and that creates like a poem. And then the rest is all blacked out. That's why it's called Blackout Poetry. And there's some really, really creative ones out there. So if you Google Blackout Poetry, you'll get a really uh, great selection. And so I'm still hoping. I put that up in my in my re uh, uh, reissue of my app, um, hoping that somebody will turn that How in. How many more weeks
0: of school do they have? How much time do they have? Uh, we well, have about four more all right, weeks. right, four, weeks. four more weeks. You're yeah. here to hear students yeah.
1: if you're listening. So they're probably not, but probably not and then another one i like to do is a time magazine cover or just a magazine cover um in which they show like what a historical figure could be the person of the year for example um and they could draw that and it look it should look like a a time magazine cover and the more accurate it is the more points they get you mean like if caesar's
0: on the cover like if julius caesar or something yeah
1: man of the year for example person of the year right um and then another one is movie posters. So if they want to add a few that created movie posters this year um, about the fall of Rome, they created an, 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 a movie. And it's really cool. It's they ha- They're having so much fun with it, and they're spending a lot of time um, outside of the content that we're talking about, that we're specifically dealing with, and just put, pump a lot of time in that they could play video games, but they decide to play... Our game instead, or my game instead, which is fun.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so we, yeah. we're in the game, we've got side quests, we've got assignments, and students may have started from the beginning and are super pumped, and those are the, you know, we love that. But then we have these students that aren't super involved yet, and they start to see the benefits of earning cards and earning XP and using credits. And so we want to talk a little bit about just like how do we get them, how do they enter the game? Uh, How do you design a game that maybe lets them enter? So what does your game look like that allows students even somewhere in the middle of the game to kind of enter the game and still be a part of it?
2: Yeah, um, so I think the gamification allows these multiple entry points into the game. So some kids are very competitive, so they really like the idea of the leaderboard and moving up on the leaderboard and being number one with XP other kids really like collecting things so in my class they can collect cards groups of cards kyber crystals things like that so collecting things sometimes appeal to students and Mm -hmm. other kids really enjoy the side quests and kind of uh build bringing in their artistic flair um and so there's multiple ways that kids can get involved um with the game and so i think having a lot of uh, choice um, really helps.
1: And I think a good uh, way of figuring out who uh, who of your kids goes in which direction is using the Bartle test at the beginning of the year, um, which is essentially like a, a psychology test where it's like, what's your player psychology like? Like, what do you like to do when you play a game, like a massive multi-whatever online role-playing game, MMORPG? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, M- cool mm yeah. minimum um and it kind of like it helps you and the student to kind of realize like what kind of a player am I so that later on when you when you notice like hey so and so did not try that game at all and so you can look at it and be like so I'm sure there's like more of you who have not done any- anything like this and then offering these kinds of challenges like Jamie just said like this the collectors or you know the explorers or whatever to have like, like punch cards for reading, for example, that appeals like to the collector, right? Because they want to get like the whole punch card, yeah. maybe. or Especially if the punch um, is
0: like a star or something fun, exactly, like a whale. That, I'm like, dude, yeah, I just want another whale punch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so you, you can use that um, for that and also to balance out your group so that you have one of each player type. That's what I tried to do this year, which didn't help much because they don't really show up to class, but um, <laughs> that's another story. But um, next year, I'm going to try that again and kind of see like what it would feel like in the classroom when I make sure that they are together in those groups. Um, okay, yes, so as a rest.
0: novice, let me ask like a clarifying question then. Yeah. So you've got students, and Jamie, I love the idea of like multiple ways to enjoy the game, uh, but in the end, there can only be one winner. So really, yeah. if you join the game, let's just say after... Let's just say third quarter starts and you're like, oh, I can start the game now and still play. The odds of winning are probably pretty slim at that point, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So so the goal is not, so for the students in your classes, would you say at least Jamie at this point, maybe Fabian you can speak to this too, is the goal of the game then to enjoy the game as opposed to necessarily winning it? Some students might want to win it, but it's really just about enjoying the game?
2: Some kids don't care about being at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, they they get status and in other ways, like having those rare cards that they can only earn by doing this particular side quest,
1: yeah. so or or winning a winning a mini game, right? Like yeah. I have I have this card um, that automatically lets uh, a team win and be in first place, and I have this uh, I had this experience. I don't know if you were in this class, Scott. I think so. Where one of this uh, where one of the students like waited literally until the end of the game. Uh, that we played, and then another team won, and he pulled it out, and he's like, can I play this now? And he just, he played it, and the reaction was priceless. Stuff like that, they live for that. And He was not anywhere near the top, but that is like, he was waiting for that moment, and right. I was like, egging him on, I was like, please make sure you play that card. Yeah. So make sure the zinger was his thing. He <laughs> wanted to be like, boom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah, and so... What you're saying, Jamie, I, I agree with. It's like they, they have different. It doesn't always have to be. It don't have to win, but you have to. You have moments that they enjoy, and that is what makes this so much fun.
0: Well, that's awesome, guys. I think I just learned a lot. I hope you guys have tried it as well. So let's talk Easter eggs. Uh, I have nothing to say on the subject. So let's learn a little bit from Easter eggs. Go ahead, uh, Fabian. Why don't you start this one? We've we okay. Jamie for a fair couple, and hopefully you won't so, go too long. We'll see. <laughs> I'll use my darksaber on you if (laughs) I need to. Is that how you hold a
1: darksaber? I I just, I try to keep it... Long-winded, yes, we Um, know. Exactly, so uh, that's, that's, that's what he just said wow um, <laughs> so easter eggs easter eggs are amazing I love easter eggs and for those of you who don't know what easter eggs are uh, just, just a quick explanation um, whenever you uh, play video games there are certain hidden things that you can find that are not necessarily uh, parts of the game but they give you like it's called an easter egg because you can find it because they're in obscure places in the game and it may be a picture of the of the a team that made the video game or it could just be, it could be extra points for something, or it's just something hidden that not everybody sees. And some people go really and try to find everything. Um, There's a whole book written about this, Ready Player One, which deals with the hunt for Easter eggs and this this, uh, dystopian future. And um, and so the way I do it is um, I usually use QR codes that I hide either like on my website, or hide it around school. Um, I've placed them in different teachers' classrooms. Um, I had, this year I had a a QR code uh, posted on my colleagues' classrooms. They had like their slides and they have, or they had a background and there was a QR code. And um, it just led them to like, a short little quiz about Star Wars, and if they answer all the questions correctly, they get extra points. Or it unlocks a side quest, um, which I've also done, um, so that only those people who find this QR code and find solve the Easter egg get to go on this side mission, and they get, like, a special card and super many points. So, later. like, out of so 5,000
0: like, students that you have, how many actually
1: do it? I have 900, and <laughs> um, they're... Like, three? some, Four? No, there's... Yeah, like three to five. Usually Super small amount, right? So, yeah. Sometimes it's very obvious, mm-hmm. um, and some of them try it, but they don't can't answer all the questions. This this is usually in the beginning. I try to be very obvious, and make it so that they're like, "Ooh, Easter egg is a thing," and so I make it like really visible in my classroom, or uh, I put it like outside of my classroom at the door, and they if they're allowed to use phones, they can scan it. Um, and sometimes they're really hard to find. Sometimes it's like. I did this this year, which nobody found. That one, uh, I hit it on a website, and it was in white on a white background. And so oh, they would have to like move their mouse over, and it changes it, yeah. the hand, and uh, then they I would have sent them to like a video or whatever. Nobody and found the white on the white background. Get out of town. No, but sometimes they do. That's a, yeah, a you do. don't necessarily you don't necessarily hope that everybody finds right. it. It's just this little game that you're playing with them. That is underneath everything, and that's very, very much the
0: little Pi sign at the bottom of uh, Neo's computer, right? on uh, Matrix. Yes. Yeah. 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 All yeah. right, yeah. what about you, James? Let's talk, Jamie, let's talk about uh, Cyclists.
2: I love, oh, Easter eggs. I'm sorry, Easter
0: eggs. Yeah. You know, okay. yeah. Easter eggs, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: so I love Easter eggs, too. They're, like, my favorite thing ever. Um, so I have little clickable areas that may be, like, a white-on-white white, uh, thing that, that maybe I'll hide in there. I have a schedule with all their homework for the week. So I might hide it in there. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it kind of looks like an Easter egg, but I make it kind of uh, transparent. So it kind of like you can barely see the outline of it or I'll hide it in side quest directions. Or Mm -hmm. sometimes it's really obvious. Like I'll put it in the stream at, at the end, like posted underneath an announcement in Google classroom from like way long ago. So There's things hidden everywhere. Um, And then recently, um, now that I have all my kids in my class, for like three three months, I actually had a little picture of a golden egg, like like tacked to the wall in a very Mm -hmm. obvious place and no one said anything. (laughs) And then finally (laughs) someone's like, they're like, I see this like egg. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, why don't you get it? And they're like, okay. So then they go and they bring it to me. I'm like, you found an Easter egg. Here's 500 XP. And they're like, what? And then I yeah, have really them. Weird. So the one that finds it, then they hide it.
1: and oh, then that's cool. They yeah. can't
2: tell anybody that they've hidden it. And then it perpetuates itself. Then it keeps going. So now oh, that's cool. Yeah. On that one Easter egg, it's now been hidden three times.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah,
2: so that's, that's a awesome. fun one. And then sometimes I'll have other challenges, like one Easter egg, when they find it, if no one else finds it, they'll get like a 1000 XP. But if other people find it, it gets that 1000 gets divided.
0: Oh, so oh that's way cool. To,
2: like have them not talk about it. Or maybe oh, talk yes. about it because they're being generous or whatever, but That's then
0: really smart. I do something similar for Easter. I literally have a golden egg that says I owe you $5 and I hide <laughs> it impossibly in my house. And if they ever find it throughout the course of the year, they get $5. They still haven't found it yet.
2: That's uh, so awesome. Yeah. And, you uh, know,
0: honestly,
2: I, like, there was a really funny Twitter feed with Paul Yenny. Um, he In his class, he did, like, a visible Easter egg. And he's like, it's right there, and they won't say anything. And he's like, should I just blow it? And I'm like, no, no, no. Just wait. It'll it's be worth there's it. a
1: payoff. Yeah. If you yeah.
2: yeah, you have to like that's the hard part about Easter eggs is you can't give it away at all. You have to let them find it, um and it it finally paid off, but it took a long time for his students to find it.
0: Okay, and so I'm a new teacher doing gamifying in my classroom. So point of clarification: in other things we've talked about, you said, "Oh, I didn't start this till year three or year four, Like. At what point did you start Easter eggs in your guys's games? Pretty immediately, or did it take? I you started home? right away.
2: I did right too. Away. Yeah, I started when I built out my um, what do you call it, Jedi handbook. Yeah. I hid them in there.
1: Got it. Awesome. And I I put uh, it on the flyer that the parents got on the day before, like when they pick up their schedules or whatever. Um, I put one on the flyer that was like my syllabus, kind of, for the parents um there was like a QR code that they could scan um and i also i also use arabesh so on that it's a weekly newsletter that i have which still no student has discovered yet i send this out to, out to parents and there's a quote in Arabesh and I'm still waiting for them to translate it because last year I had students who were constantly looking for Arabesh stuff and they would translate every single thing that they found because they figured out oh there might be something hidden this year nobody has found it yet so I'm just I'm hoping that they're still gonna find it but if not oh well they didn't find it.
2: So I had an Easter egg situation kind of bite me back a little bit I did Easter eggs in my back to school night presentation with parents and then when the presentation was over, oh, they, I saw they that. didn't yeah. want to leave.
0: <laughs> they were,
2: like, wanting to hunt Easter eggs. I'm like, it's okay. Like, if you find it at home, just send me an email and your kid, because if they found it, then their kid could get something.
0: Uh, <laughs> and yeah. so I'm like, it's okay.
2: Like, just send me a message. Like, I trust that you found it.
0: You yeah. Know? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds really fun and great and engaging. Easter eggs, uh, side quests, the whole bit. So we're really excited to even talk more. we got one more episode. At the end of this episode, you are going to see Fabian's um, uh, virtual classroom classroom tour of his gamified classroom, and uh, we're looking forward to that. So that will start right after this video, and then uh, check out, uh, where do they find us, uh, Fabian? Uh,
1: FindingOurTribe.net. There it is, is
0: FindingOurTribe.net. So we'll see you next time on our last episode, Episode 9, coming up uh, next week.
1: May the force be with you. May the force be with you. you. He's not saying anything. Come on, say something. R2.
0: (laughs) Say something.
1: He doesn't want to talk anymore. All right.